Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. So join Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hi, you're listening to Great Women in Compliance on the Compliance Podcast Network with Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine. My guest today, Michelle Beistel, is one of our first WIC guests. At that time, she was counsel and chief compliance officer, privacy and ethics at UNICEF. Since that time, she left UNICEF to start at the Nature Conservancy, and that was in April 2019. She's their chief ethics, compliance, and privacy officer. And as part of Earth Month, it seemed like a really good time to reflect a bit on the change from working in a corporation and joining the nonprofit world. Um, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago that we met and that we did uh, the first episode. It was one of my first two episodes. And when we met, just for the listeners, we met on a plane going to the SCCE conference and ended up probably being just adored by the person who's also in our row as we talked about compliance for the entire flight. Um, but I made such a friendship with you that I value, and I'm so excited to hear about this change and everything that you all are doing. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. And I am excited to be back. And it's been so exciting to watch you and Mary develop this podcast series into the great knowledge sharing and experience sharing platform that it is today. And uh, I really appreciate the chance to talk with you again. And thank you for, for bringing me on in Earth Month, because this is a fantastic time to be at the Nature Conservancy. It's always Earth Month at the Nature Conservancy, but this month is recognized and we get to promote it internationally. And there are a lot of great materials on nature.org and our platforms and social media for to celebrate the earth and to uh, share with folks how they can do their part to help us protect this planet that we live on. And I'm really excited to be here and talk about that journey from the for-profit world into the not-for-profit world. Yeah, so let's start with that by talking about leaving Unisys and you know, starting in the privacy and compliance world and then moving into this role here at Nature Conservancy. When you, what did you see at first and, you know, how did it go? Yeah, it, it was a it was a great shift. Um, I was very happy in my role at Unisys and it really was a moment of opportunity for me. Uh, I had been a member and a donor of the, to the Nature Conservancy for over 10 years when this position came open and it was something that was, um, you know, I really thought hard about because I, I really liked Unisys. I had a great career there, but the opportunity to go to a place where you're, you know, every day you're waking up and, and helping to protect the planet and conserve the water and the lands, you know, that we all depend upon was, was just great, it was too great to pass up. And so I was really excited when the opportunity arose and I was selected for the position. And I'd say... The biggest change that I think I, I noticed almost immediately coming in from, you know, for-profit to not-for-profit is, is that profit piece. Um, you know, being in a publicly traded corporation, we had a great mission and Unisys still does have a great mission and you also are for-profit. So there is always the drive to create that profit for your shareholders or if you're privately held for your investors. In the nonprofit world, you, we have a phenomenal mission and that's what drives you. 
So it really is interesting. I remember the first quarter when I went to my boss and I'm like, how do you, what do you need me to do to true up my budget and to, to predict like, can I save money? And, and she's like, just, just where are you in your budget? <laughs> you know, and there was the, none of the, definitely there's pressure to be a good steward of the donor money that we receive, but it wasn't the same pressure as in a for-profit organization where you're always thinking about profit and costs. Um, here, we think about costs a lot because every dollar we spend comes to us, most of it comes to us through donors who, who we so cherish and value that relationship. So I want to be, we're very frugal with our money, but it in a way that is different than a for-profit world, I would say, because our goal when donors give us money is we want to be good stewards, but we want to spend it on conservation work and doing the the efforts that we need to, to achieve our mission. Because they're looking for a different kind of result. Exactly. Uh, you know, what you're doing to, to save the world, um, as opposed to, you know, I put in money into this as an investment for, it's more of, I guess, you know, my future, my financial state versus the future, you know, doing the right thing. And are you doing that in the right way? So it comes with that. So, um, you know, yeah. I would assume, and we'll probably talk about it a little more later, you know, how you think about things from an ethics and compliance standpoint is a little different given not only do you have donors, but your your main almost customer is the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it speaks in different ways. But I'm sure there are also some similarities that you've seen um, as well um, in the roles. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the greatest similarity is is great people. You know, I was really lucky at Unisys to be surrounded by people that were, um, you know, driven, intelligent, encouraging, supportive. It was a great environment. And at TNC, the same definitely exists. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe even a little bit more because everybody's here for the same mission. And so there is a lot of ability to expand your knowledge and, and share that excitement. Everyone is really excited for what they do at the Nature Conservancy, all geared towards that same mission. So whether you are a land steward out in the preserves protecting our the land that we manage, or you're a scientist developing uh, you know, a new technology to help map you know, parts of the, the earth, or you're in ethics and compliance and helping the organization make sure that behavior that's not consistent with our values is handled appropriately and people are held accountable. Everybody comes into this with that same mission. And that's that's been a really fun part of it, I would say, and very similar to um, a, a well-run corporation as well. And so is that one of the major parallels you've seen? Um, and are there any others that have come to you in that? Yes, that's definitely one of the major parallels that, you know, that every part of the organization, when an organization is running well, every part feels invested in achieving that mission. And that's that's the parallel I see between not-for-profit and profit. And then I'd say the other parallel is, is trust of your, your customers and your clients. In a for-profit world, it's your clients, your customers. In the not-for-profit world, it's your donors. It's your um, foundation donors. It's the governments you work with. Those are all key partnerships. And at the heart of them is trust, trusting each other that 
we're going to perform on what we say we're going to do and that we're going to do it in a way that is, you know, ethically responsible and financially responsible and, and serves the mission. And I really liked the way you talked about, you know, what our donors are doing is they are investing in the result. And instead of like investing to get a financial gain back, they're investing to get a better planet for the next generation, you know, for they're usually for their kids, their grandchildren, and for themselves. And that's, that's really fun to know that you're a part of that. Yeah, that is fun. One of the other things we've talked a lot, you've already talked a lot about being mission driven and the, the employees and your people you're working with every day are mission driven. So I would think from some point, some of the things that you do, that that's a singular viewpoint that you may not have in a corporation, even if you believe in what your organization is doing. So, you know, they're looking at how they change the world. So they're advocates. So how does that impact you? in building and running a, a compliance and ethics program or you as a chief compliance officer, because you, you know, it's, it's people who may not be thinking, oh, if I don't like doing, let's say, an account manager role at X corporation, I can go to Y. These are people saying, I want to be at the Nature Conservancy no matter what, because we're because of what we're doing. That's exactly right. And I think um, the, the difference, it's a positive difference. People want to do the right thing. They are very driven by our values. And we, about six months into my time here, we put together and launched a new code of conduct um, that is, is more typical to what you see in, in all organizations that really lays out the expectations for behavior. It's the bridge between our values and our policies and procedures. And it was the, one of the first things I did when I arrived. And the reception to that was just so impactful and welcoming and the you know all of our staff um, responded so positively to having this document really lay out how they they be they want to behave and how they want everybody else in the organization to behave and to respect our values because it's so important to the work we do and a lot of the um the effort over these past two years at the nature conservancy we've talked a lot about how the how we do the work is as important as what we do, meaning that you know the, the, the great conservation work we do on the ground, how we do that is just important, how we treat each other, how we ensure that we are a respectful workplace, that we are driving diversity within our workforce and our partners, and we're welcoming and inclusive as part of that. So it's, it's fun having really all these advocates out there in your staff who are mission-driven see the value in making sure that we all operate to the highest standards and are um, really your extra you know, feet on the ground because they all want to do the right things. And with that too, I mean, you've already working towards such an important cause and then you're in there and you're finally, you, Michelle, are getting the chance to go out and really see some of this amazing work that's going on all over the world. And then, you know, COVID hits. So how, you know, but between the last year with COVID and also some of the social justice movements, coming from a nonprofit and an advocacy standpoint, with working on some different issues, how did that impact you? You know, I think like with everyone in the world, COVID has been a really challenging time. Uh, you know, personally and professionally. And there's a couple of things I want to highlight here. One of the really proud 
moments I've had during COVID is shortly after, you know, we all went into lockdown, it became really clear how much people were seeking solace and comfort in nature. And as an organization, we all sort of collectively realized this. And that was such a sense of pride that, wow, what we are doing, making these um, spaces in nature available to people, preserving them so people can enjoy the outdoors, this is one of the reasons because people do find solace and comfort and exercise and everything else. So it's been, you know, COVID has been tough on everybody, but it's been really nice to be part of an organization that has contributed to creating natural spaces where people have found some comfort during this, these really challenging times. I think on the um, social justice side, you know, as, as, as we have seen for many years from the corporate side, corporations have been you know, coming out with more in their ESG space. And I think that that, that was great and really proud of the efforts um, that Unisys did in that area as well. Coming into the nonprofit world, when George Floyd was, was murdered last year, you know, there was no hesitation that we had to speak out as an organization um, and support Black lives and, and be very clear how important diversity is to our organization and to our mission. So I don't know how other organizations, I saw lots of organizations talking about it, but I can just tell you from the inside view that it's been um, really wonderful to be part of an organization that has been, has not hesitated in being strong in the support of those who, who need it and who where we need social justice in the world. That's that's really, really, really important and inspiring. And I think corporations are following that as well. And we're seeing, especially as uh, you know, younger generations become the, you know, the leaders that this is gonna be even more and more prevalent. Um, so with that, actually, I'm gonna ask you because you, you know, when we talked the first time, you talked a lot about your journey through you know starting in privacy and other things. Um, now that you are in, in, in at Nature Conservancy or nonprofit, do you have different privacy concerns or do those stay fairly consistent? You know, it's interesting. They're they're different in the sense that um, you know a Unisys our, our clients and our customers we we handle a lot of their personal data through our services and technologies. Here the big areas of um, personal data that TNC handles are our staff and our, our donors and our members. So I'd say that the change is in the, the individuals whose data we have, but the commonality is it's all about trust. You know, these individuals who give us their personal data, they are trusting us to respect their privacy and to protect it. So the same foundational principles of privacy apply the same need to respect people's privacy and protect their personal data, all of that applies. So I would say how I've how we're running the program and, and how we ensure that we are respecting the privacy of our staff and our donors and our members, that all of that is, is very much the same way that I handled it at Unisys as well. So yeah, one other thing that happened to you, and I, I happened to a lot of other people. You start your job and then you have a change in your manager or your leadership or your direct, you know, your direct line of reporting. So when you started, I'm sure you had your, you know, plan, your goals, 
Um, and then all of a sudden you had a you know, change in CEO and leadership. Did that change the work you were doing or your objectives? You know, it's interesting. It, certainly, I think coming in, um, you know, you're always looking at what's what's going well, what needs to improve, you know, and, and how do we do it? And I, I think that I was doing that when I first came in, we were, we were on that path um, and we had an interim leader for a while that was very encouraging her and all of the, the leadership in helping to figure out, helping me and supporting me to figure out what did we need at TNC from the ethics and compliance and privacy functions to best serve our mission. And um, she, Sally Jewell was our interim CEO and she was phenomenal. And then the board, what it, what it did in her tenure also was allow our board and our leadership to take the time to find a, a phenomenal new CEO. And Jen Morris is our current CEO and she's excellent. And it's exciting to work with her. And I think by the time Jen joined, a lot of our my process of maturing the ethics and compliance and privacy program had formulated and been approved. And I was down the path of, of uh, evolving our program. And I think like, you know, most good changes in CEOs that I've seen, Jen came in and, and did the same thing, looking at what's going well, what do we need to shift? And luckily uh, agreed with the, the privacy and ethics and compliance program evolution that I had started. And we're still on that path. Well, you know, I, at Pearson, we have had a, C, a CEO change in November, October, November, and it had a similar experience where I think what's really been what was a nice thing to see is that they you know they found the right person seems to be the right person. Um, and he has kind of injected a lot of positivity and good morale among employees during a difficult time. And there's been kind of a, a really it, it's a nice thing to see when it goes well. It's a challenge when it doesn't, but it was a wonderful thing to see how that happened. But also in terms of full disclosure, I did meet Jennifer at um, the dog park in, in, a, in the neighborhood in Washington, D.C., where I live. And she just seemed lovely there, too. I mean, she was wearing a, a TNC hat. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, I'm like, oh, do you know Michelle? And then she said, yes. I said, oh, you know, what do you do at TNC? I'm the CEO. But she seemed, you know, really lovely and committed to the mission. And, I mean, we didn't talk for that long because we yeah. had to run after puppies. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it it's, always, it's always nice when you can say, you know, your CEO is a genuinely nice person, too. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 and I think people underestimate that as a, from a leadership quality as a whole. But um, I know Mary's talked a lot about niceness and the importance of it in some of the other other podcasts, and I have too. But it's there's something about thinking that you know and knowing that the person really does care and has the right objectives. And so, one last thing before we go, I really would you mentioned at the beginning a little bit about Earth Month and uh, the the website. If you were going to you know plug or mention one or two resources that you think would be most informative for the listeners and for us or and even for women in particular or not what would you point somebody to if they said I have 10 minutes and I want to look you know at the most exciting things about Earth Month and TNC I I would I would start with our webpage um, nature.org we have a page on Earth Day 2021 so go to our website and you can check out resources from our Earth Day program that will be recorded and will be live on the website. And there's a lot more information there too about all the, the great people that I get to work with every day. 
That sounds fantastic. And what, I mean, I've been trying very hard to think about my own personal footprint and my recycling, but if there are any other tips that you'd want to give us to help save the world, um, have you had anything that you've changed in your behavior since you started there? You know, it's such an interesting question. Um, I think that I was always pretty, pretty conscious of being environmentally friendly, but you certainly getting deep into all the challenges that the earth faces, it makes you so much more aware every day and having your peers and your colleagues driving towards that same mission. We all keep each other on the right path. The biggest change I would say, and it's such a small thing uh, because I was already not using single use water bottles. I was already doing some really environmental sustainably things in my life um, was straws which I know straws is, sounds like such a simple thing, but sincerely, if you can just carry a straw around with you and get rid of the plastic straws that are out there every day and refuse them at restaurants, I know, again, it's small, but that's that's the first thing that comes to my mind and has been the biggest change that myself and my whole family have made. Yes, I do. I do carry a straw. And then on the rare occasions, I forget it. I feel very guilty about it. And now <laughs> I have them kind of in every bag, so... Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for joining me. I'm so pleased that it's all been going so well there um, for everybody. You know, let's all celebrate Earth Month. Um, and on behalf of Mary and I and the Compliance Podcast Network, thanks, everybody, and have a great day. Thank you, Lisa. And thanks to both you and Mary for doing all you're doing to promote our profession and, and help us all do better um, in what we do. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.